someone doesn't laugh at my jokes, yeah, it's their problem. You know why? Why is that? Because my jokes yeah. are so bad. Yeah, they're good. Whatever you got to do to tell yourself that your jokes are pretty funny, man, you know, that's what, that's what you got to do, right? <laughs> that's what you got to do. Well, it's better than the alternative. What's that? Beating myself up, staring into the abyss, <laughs> losing all self esteem and self confidence. Yeah. You know what? That's my jokes. That's your joke. I'm going to Imagine you sitting it. in a corner now, just by yourself, looking in there, just telling jokes to yourself and just chuckling away. Just rocking back and forth. <laughs> they're funny. They're funny. I don't care what they say. They're funny. Sharpening enough. Yep. 100%. Funny, goddammit. They're funny. They'll, they'll know one day. They'll know one day. They'll take me serious. One day they'll take me serious. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, <laughs> to another episode of the That's Wrong Podcast. I'm Liam. And I am Bob's Bob. Bob's Bob is also here, as usual. It's lovely to see you. Mm. Now, just bob- bobbing around. Just bobbing around. Like we're bobbing for apples. Halloween's all right. Is that Halloween? Is bobbing for apples Halloween? I feel like it's a Halloween tradition. I don't know why. I think mostly when I've done that, it's always been at Halloween. But maybe it could just be any time. <laughs> the way you looked at me just then. You're like, any kid's party could probably do it, Liam. It doesn't have to be Halloween. Well, I've just never heard of it referenced as a Halloween tradition before. I mean, I make, it makes sense. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. you've got so much candy on Halloween. Do you really need apples? Candy apples. Oh, there you go. But then the sugar goes away. That's just silly. Look, we're going to start today right. And we're going to start today by thanking some people. Okay. Because, as you know, this time of year, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if you do know this, but Spotify put out some... Um, Basically, your, your top lists for the year. So the top songs you've listened to, top uh, top podcasts you listen really? to. And would you like to know? I'm not too sure if you've seen this, my friend. I don't know if I did. We've had a couple of people who we were the number one podcast for, really? for the year. Wow. 2021. So that's pretty exciting. That's very exciting. Yeah, so thank, for, thank you for listening. Are, Those, we sh- are we shouting at anyone specific or are we going to leave it ambiguous? There was just like thousands of people, man. We couldn't possibly... <laughs> Couldn't possibly. It would be here forever. You That's know, right. the whole episode would just be. We have to rank the, right. uh, the top three people that uh, and that could, us. That, could and get, that, that could get contentious. That could get contentious. Well, I know that Caleb. Caleb was number a number one for us. I know we were ranked high for jazz. If we weren't number one, we were definitely Beautiful. up there. Yeah. Um, this guy called Liam, like he was number th- number four. For oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah, that, that was me. Well, thank you, everybody, for the supporting of the podcast. Absolutely, and I think um, it's, it's, that's very exciting to see. And if you do want to join in, if you want to listen to us and be number one on your Spotify, because, yep. you know, you're going to get a lot of clout for that, join us. That's Ranked Pod. You know what? You actually will get clout for it. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you why. How's, what's because it? people are always looking for obscure new things to, oh. gloat, to gloat about. Oh, that's right. Yes. So I think, like, you know, we're an obscure new thing. Oh. Um, and we're certainly something to gloat about. Yep. <laughs> So, so uh, can you give me a solid? Mm-hmm. Can you open the dishwasher so it turns off? Oh, the whole time I'm like going, "What's that noise?" A little bit of inside baseball here, everybody. My apologies, I forgot to turn the dishwasher off. Look at that, the difference. I'm gonna, uh, you know what? I'm going to leave that in too, so people can see the uh, the top class studio that we use here. Look at that, Look at the beautiful steam rising from the from the dishwasher. How it's lovely! Effects. It's effects. But you it's, know. Uh, the Phantom of the Opera. 
The Phantom of the Dishwasher. <laughs> Imagine if something like just like just a guy just appeared just then. Those who have seen my face draw back and fear. You open up the dishwasher and this is a guy with a mask just <laughs> furiously scrubbing. I'll be clean soon, sir. I'll be clean soon. And then we torment him. And then one day, yes. They arise. Oh dear. And that's, that's what's going to happen right now. That's what's going to happen right now during the podcast. And, 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 you know, if this episode goes out with our uh, ceremonious uh, toppling. Yep. What's that? What's obscure. It? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can rave about it. You that's can, right. uh, yeah, you can tell, you, tell your friends what, they, what we talk about. Yeah, tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends that you listen to a podcast. A couple of guys, dad. <laughs> Had no idea how it itself. I don't know what I'm saying now. Like I said before, so bad, it's good. That's right. That's right. Well, that is the theme for today. The, the so bad, it's good. Now, we are going to – this is our first uh, our first rank that's kind of a series of ranks. Let's call it that uh, yeah. because we're going to be doing a, diff- a, a few different so bad, it's goods. Yeah, we are. And today we are going to be starting with so bad, they're good TV shows. That's going to be our first one today. Now, before we jump in proper, yes, we should do the shout-outs for our, our – Socials. Mm-hmm. So that's rank pod. I'll get it right this week. Mm-hmm. That's rank pod at Instagram, at Twitter, at gmail.com. All that's rank pod, which is, uh, which is still handy for us. Absolutely. To maintain. Easy to, easy to remember. That's right. <laughs> so get on there um, and like us on, on, on your favorite uh, podcast medium. Uh, if it's not on there, then you're not using the right podcast medium and change to, I don't know, Spotify. Apple Music, mm. Google Play, run all of them. I've got. A, I've just had this image in my head there when you say podcast medium yeah. of a um, <laughs> like a like a like a person dressed up in kind of like yep. gypsy, gypsy attire and yeah, yeah. like communicating with podcasts, deceased podcasts. Yeah. Tell us the podcast future podcast medium. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's a medium. My apologies, of course. Mm. It's like the John mm. Edwards of podcasting. Like that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Communicating yeah. with dead podcasts. <laughs> so you can go back to hope it's a trap and see what's going on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I feel. I sense MySpace is here. Oh my god, <laughs> that is that is a graveyard. Actually, I, MySpace. I, I, I'm, I'm hearing Bobcat Goldthwait. What? <laughs> what is Do you remember him? He was a comedian from like the, the early days. I don't know if he ever got into podcasting. No, he strikes me as someone that would be podcasting. Anyway, for some reason, when you said that, I just thought of Guilford Godf- Guilford Godfrey. He was also probably from the podcast uh, Abyss, the, the Afterlife, the Aristocrats. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We're getting loose this evening yeah. um, But do write in Thank you everyone for writing in so far That's right. We've got suggestions that we're putting into the rank bank So That's if you right. submit it to the rank bank That's right. At some point in the future that will We will delve into the rank bank We shall, we shall And we shall dish that one out Otherwise we just like to hear questions We like to hear feedback And we yeah. just appreciate your promotion Just a bit know? of candor Just a bit of candor yeah, Thank you very much mm. and Tonight I thought I would have some trouble with this but you know what's funny? I feel like we say that all the time with these ranks, and then yeah. we always just pull like these amazing things. Once you get <laughs> out, going, out of the woodwork. Yeah, once you get going, it comes quick. It does come quick, and I was kind of going through my back catalogue. Mm. I don't think I've watched any so bad it's good TV shows recently. I I've gone I've gone back in time for a lot of mine. Well, I, you know, I actually had the same kind of issue because I I, I thought about it a little bit, yeah. and I think. Bad TV shows were a real thing when we were all relegated to free free to air. Sure. You know, when we just had like five channels. Yep. And we just had to watch whatever was on those channels. That's right. So sometimes, like I reminisced a little bit back into my hospitality days when I would okay. wake up and like, you know, 
early afternoon, yeah, I'd be watching some some daytime TV. Like there was certainly bad, t- so bad it was good TV shows from there. I might mention some of those in my honourable mentions, like Sands Through the Hourglass. But now we've got so much choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, to watch something so bad it's good. It's kind of um, weird, right? It's kind of well, yeah. But I guess there's they're also. There's a certain nostalgia attached to it as well. So, like they're they're, mm. they're remaking a few things. You know, there was full there was full house. Full house, yeah. There was a few a few other bits and pieces of of, of taking maybe old shows from the past, which maybe weren't particularly great, mm. and re and and, and 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 we're loving it. Do you know what one they're actually bringing back? Mm. I just saw an ad for it today. Uh, do you remember? Did you? Well, probably a bit before, a bit after our time. Mm-hmm. But there was a Disney or Nickelodeon show called iCarly, which is this oh. story about this girl. High school girl who like had a, a pod, essentially like a webcam show, yeah, and you know it was really popular. I saw an ad for it the other day, and she's like, "It's the same iCarly, but we're all grown up now." And the first scene is like, "Fucking shots, bro!" Like they've just kind of just gone this like complete. Oh, like, really? They didn't say fucking, but you know what I mean. Like that's so they've of, got the same cast and everything. Yeah, yeah same cast and all wow. that kind of stuff, and they've all like yep. they've all grown up. They're still doing, you know, no way. It's probably just an OnlyFans, probably. And then that's the difference between when you're a teenager and when you're an adult. <laughs> It's where these people go, right? <laughs> but I, th- I think also we're not the target demographic for so so bad it's good TV these days because there is like you've got stuff out that out there that's popular, like Love yeah. I- Love Island. Oh and, God! The, what, what do they call it? the Housewives of Beverly Hills? The Housewives of, of there's what, plenty of Housewives. You know, there's, there's, there's housewives of, of Bondi. Housewives of Bondi. There yeah. is there is still what I would call trash TV yeah. out there. It's just that we're probably not on the channels watching it. Well, do you know what? And that's obviously that's um that's subjective as well. Uh, because obviously what we watch, like we like Survivor. Mm. Some people would consider that trash TV. I used to introduce it as a guilty pleasure. That's right. and that's I'm no longer guilty about it. No, me either. That's like how I am with wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling, yeah, wrestling, yeah. wrestling, I haven't yeah. put it on my list because that would be too obvious, yeah. but wrestling is definitely a so bad as good yeah, kind of. Yeah, wrestling uh, definitely so bad. De- it's definitely in that category. Yeah. Well, that's the, that is the, you raise a good point because as I was doing this list, I was like, oh, I kept thinking of shows that I actually think are actually pretty good. Yeah. And actually, I'm probably like my list of probably shows that are actually good. Yeah, but they're also kind of like they're kind of kitschy and bad in a way. Well, I uh, one of mine as well. A little bit, a little bit of a an inside. One yep. of mine is actually considered a, one of the greatest TV shows of all time. But it's the idea of what the word "bad" means is what I've kind of taken a bit of a bit of a twist with there. Well, I look forward to hearing. Yeah, that. yeah. Now, do we want to talk about the inspiration for this? I was about to say. So, no, we shouldn't talk about it. Let's go right <laughs> along. No, we should. We should definitely talk about it. So, what what, what brings us to the so bad it's good uh, TV show episode tonight? Well, we've both just been enjoying uh, a Netflix show, mm. Cowboy Bebop, live action. Three, two, one, let's jam. And Cowboy Bebop was a, an animation. Um, that's uh, what both of us have a fondness for. That's right. The original nineties, late nineties animation. That's right. And they've made a live action remake. Yes. And this was this was where the subjectivity and the controversy goes because right. it's been pretty panned. Oh yeah, gotcha. And a lot of people feel it's pretty bad. Yeah. I personally felt it was pretty good. I have, and I enjoyed it. I remember I watched the first episode. I've mm. watched more than the first episode. What I mean was when I was watching the first episode, mm. I was watching it going, "This is the dumbest shit." Yeah. But then I also realized that I was smiling like a like a like a Cheshire cat the entire time. The, <laughs> the entire time, like I was, I was just, a Cheshire cat at the Mad Hatter's tea party. That, that's right, and it was just my smile. No one could see anything else. Just my <laughs> smile. That's how much I loved it. But it's just a it's a guilty pleasure, right? You watch it, and you know what you're watching is lame, yeah. and it's kind of a, a trope, I think, with a lot of those older shows, or especially cartoons. 
uh, that have been made into live action ones. Mm. And I think there's a massive, especially with Japanese cartoons into live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a huge like gap between the quality of these shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, you've touched on the key point. Yes. They're, re- they're making a cartoon. The yeah. original was a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. So the live action has to have some goofiness to it, yeah. some cartoonish qualities, yeah. some, some kitsch. 100%. You know, and that's yeah. exactly what you what I got out of Cowboy Bebop as well. And I just enjoyed it. I smiled. Yeah. Um, there was hammy performances gotcha. all over. Yeah. Um, there was a fantastic like Spike. Yeah. Spike Siegel. Yeah. Was it John Cho? John Cho. John Cho. Yeah, 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 like fantastic performance. You know, I saw him, and you know, I was like, "Hey, the guy from Harold and Kumar." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's playing like a young adult, and he's in his like forties. Oh, good on him, though. If you can pull that off, you're doing pretty well. It's flexible. He does yoga. Oh, there we go. Fish oil. That's what it is. Mm. Yoga and fish oil. Pretty much all you need to do. The secret. Yeah. <laughs> the fan of youth. Pretty much all but, you need to do. But he has he has that kind of same cheeky quality that Spike Sequel has in the actual um, yeah. in the actual um, anime. Yeah. Like the same that same really cheeky quality, and not all transitions from cartoon to live action no, work. No, A very not. quick example that mm. no one will know. It's probably very obscure, but that's the theme for tonight anyway. So fuck it. There's a show called an anime called Kakegurui which is basically about this high school where everyone gambles, so automatically right up my alley. Yeah. The, the anime is, like, amazing. Like they, they literally, they, they play blackjack and they gamble for rank in the school. Yeah. Like, the more the more money you have, the more chips you win, yeah. the higher your rank is in the school. So they're all trying to vie, and if you're at the bottom, you're just like nothing. You're a, you're a piece of dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anime, quite cool. The live action, holy shit. That's so bad, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> you know, they don't all hit. They don't all hit, like... Uh, like Cowboy Bebop hits. They certainly, yes, they certainly do not. They certainly do not. So, look, I, I think people, I would like to hear your thoughts about Cowboy Bebop as well. Absolutely. And if you're umming and ahhing and you're based on the critical reception, I would suggest you give it a go and have an open mind. And also, just remember, it doesn't have to be the best show on the planet. No. It just has to entertain you. Yes. Make you laugh, make you smile, just be a pleasure to watch just for an afternoon, take your mind off things. And this is what we've spoken about before. I think it was, mm. um, what was the movie we did that was uh, Rotten Tomatoes Low? Um, it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, uh, Kate. Kate. Yes. So, much like in that one, there, mm. like we same kind of same kind of thing. We both really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gave it nothing. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, Cowboy Bebop gave it nothing. Yeah. But maybe people just take these things too seriously. Maybe you should just sit there and enjoy it. I, I do think people take these things too seriously. And there is bad. There's bad TV. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But I think people do take these things. Too seriously. Yes, and I think cool. Cowboy Bebop is the perfect example of it. Yeah. Why? Why? Here's why. Because it's a, it's a cherished, like the original is cherished by a big kind of audience. Yeah. And what I often, Weebs. And what I often fear when these things come out, <laughs> it was like when Spike Lee made Old Boy. Now, I never saw Old Boy because apparently it wasn't very good. Are you talking about the American remake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't apparently br- it's quite bad. Can't bring myself to it, man. But this, but this is the thing. Hypocrite. The, 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 the original still exists. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, the original still exists. You can still go back and watch Cowboy Bebop. You can still go back and watch Old Boy. Yeah. Like, just because they're remaking it, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily insulting the original. That's they're, right. make, they're remaking it because they're fans of the original. And mm-hmm. if they don't land, if they don't stick the landing, well, I, I, have no, I have no issue with people trying. Sure. And I certainly don't feel like they the threshold for success should be higher. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're remaking like a fairly like sacrilege kind of old property, mm. the, the threshold's higher, you know? 
And I just think people just got to relax a little bit more. At the yeah. end of the day, just enjoy what's in front of you. The original's still there. Yeah. And it's also the idea of like you have to you have to tell everyone that you don't like something as well. Yes, that's You know true. what I mean? That, I think that's the biggest issue as well. Yeah. Well, you like that? Are you yeah. serious? That was yeah. the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And my brother and I had actually had a conversation the night about Cowboy Bebop. Oh, really? My brother was like, so terrible. So terrible. I'm like, I, <laughs> I loved it. He was like, you're joking me. Yeah. yeah. you got to be Joking me. Well, I think the narrative can build. So once th- once one person calls it terrible, most people then watch it with the lens of th- that it's going to be terrible. Any publicity is good publicity, right? And, and then, and then yeah. the narratives are saying, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It is. It is. I mean, I mean uh, not everyone. But your brother, for example, may have legitimately found it bad. Yeah. From uh, my understanding is it's a fairly divisive show. A lot of people listening to this will probably think it's bad as well. Sure. Um, but I guess from, my, you know, from my point of view, yeah, I just like to – I like shtick. I, yeah. like, I like kitsch. Yeah. And I like uh, kind of over-the-top things, and it kind of, you know, I enjoyed the show. Fair enough, It too. was fun. No, you're wrong, but that's fine. We'll be told. You enjoyed it, too. Oh, I did. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I was playing the antagonist there. Oh, right. I was like, nah, it was terrible, yeah. terrible. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But look, if you guys enjoyed it, if you guys didn't enjoy it, let us know. And also with this list tonight, your top three, so bad they're good TV shows, we want to know because I can guarantee that no one's list is going to be the exact same. Very, oh, that's actually a very good point. No one's list. We should actually be encouraging people to send more lists in. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm yeah. gonna start start doing some some polls and stuff on the old socials. Uh, you know, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Gotta get it going. Get it cracking. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, let's get into our list, shall we? I think that's a good idea. All right, all right. Now, uh, do we Rochambeau for the uh, for number three live on on on, on podcast? Let's great, great radio. That's yeah. one. Ready? So, John Kent. Oh, double scissors. Double scissors. Oh, oh I had me. paper, yeah, Liam paper. had rock. So what do you want to do? I'll go first. All right, go for it. Number three. So I reflected earlier in my hospitality days. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get back to my hospitality days when I was living in the UK. Okay. Uh, which was just a couple of years ago. <laughs> we don't need to put an actual number on it. Because <laughs> we'll it'll make me feel oh, Through to the keeper. Working, working evening, sleeping in late. Mm-hmm. And I'd wake up and I'd often just put on a little bit of like, British daytime television. Okay. There was one show uh-huh. that I became particularly fond of. Oh, I kind of want to guess. I kind of want to guess. <laughs> have a guess. We haven't done the old guess for a long time. No, do you want to have, have a guess? EastEnders. No. Coronation Street. It's not a soap. Well, then I don't know. It's like a quiz show. Oh, uh, Mastermind? No. Blockbusters? No. Oh. 8 out of 10 cats? No. Okay. Well, I think it was similar. I think Ada can. I think Ada Tankets kind of stole this idea. Number it's, one, it's countdown. Oh, countdown. It's countdown, <laughs> okay. which is literally just putting uh, yeah. you know making words. Yep. Out of a, a jumble of letters on the bottom of the screen. Uh huh. Richard Whiteley and and Karen Vorderman, yep. I think, were the hosts Karen. from 1982 yep. all the way through to Richard left the show in 20, 2005. Yes. Bring and on, Karen. bring on Rachel Riley. Karen was our 2008. Oh, yes. And it was just a spelling show. Yes. And I've always been, uh, my weakest part of games is spelling. Yep. So I, maybe maybe that was it. But there was a certain challenge. Yeah. To the fact that there was just this, you know, you would try to beat the people on the screen. And I think that's what was so good about Countdown. Yeah. Is that the game itself was so simple. Yeah. And Richard, and, and, and is it Karen or Carol? I think it's Karen. I think it's Carol Vorderman, yeah. Carol Vorderman. Karen, yeah. I, think so. I thought it was Karen. I've written down Karen anyway. Could be both. Could be whoever. <laughs> Whatever she feels like on the day. Yeah, no disrespect, uh, <laughs> Carol. Kaz. Kaza. 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 No disrespect, Kaza. Vordy. 
Um, but the banter between them as well, because mm. they all kind of knew it was kind of silly. Yes. Uh, but the players would kind of leave that. Like some players would have a bit of banter. Yep. Some players would be very serious. Super serious. You know, yeah, this yeah. is the high point of, of life. You yeah. Know? This is the most prolific thing they'll ever do <laughs> is try to go and win countdown. Yeah. I want that um, teapot. And then, the count, and, then, and then Richard and, and, and Kazza would just be having a good old laugh, <laughs> throwing some banter around. Mm. I'd just be waking up in the morning. Yeah. You know, and I'd just be like, come to town. And I'd participate at home. And it was just a lot of fun. I, I, I really enjoy Countdown as well for the similar yeah. reason. Like I'm, I'm probably the reverse. I'm not as good with the the number side of things. Like I'm good with numbers, but yeah. working out that whole thing yep. in that amount of time, I can't do. Yeah, but, I, I, I would struggle. No, but those are you know those nine little words in the um in the newspaper every every week. Yeah, I can look at those and get the nine little word pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, like I love them. I love looking at me going, what is, yeah, it? Yeah. what is it? What is it? What is it? So I definitely like that aspect of it. I definitely like that. But and proof in the pudding. Proof in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding about how silly that show is. Yeah. Was the fact that I said eight out of ten cats. Yeah. Have spoofed the show and turned it into this like comedy gala that like That's that right. everyone loves. And you wouldn't really even notice the difference that much between the <laughs> between the spoof version no. and the real version because Kaza and Richard, yeah. uh, like I said, they were having a laugh. Yeah. Some people would think like it's uh, maybe controversial. They'd probably challenge me on the fact that it's so bad. Yeah. When you think about the actual game itself, like yeah. the fact that you're making a 30 minute TV show yeah. about people just trying to make a word out of letters within a, a certain time frame, that's oh. it. Oh. And all the drama and all the all the all the thing that happens all around that, like it was it was bad. Everyone oh, yeah. knew it was bad. Oh, yeah. They make like 10 episodes in a day. We've well, seen the SBS Australian version, right? No. Yeah, it's called Letters and Numbers. The exact same thing, the really kind of yeah. kind of camp host who's just like, oh, now welcome to lo- lo- numbers and letters. Mm. Everyone welcome to the show. And then they've got the really kind of big smiley um, maths uh, maths assistant. Yeah, uh, but those The girls who do maths, though, are just amazing. I mean, because I can't remember the girl who does the SBS one, but you had Carol and then you had Rachel Riley who took over. Yeah. 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 And yeah. all of them can just work out, either that or it's great editing, work out those maths things like a – in a flash. Well, I think that was their that was their thing. Then I think they were I think they were they, they were taking the convention mm. of having the male host and the female co-host, yeah, who was just basically there to, to wave her hands yeah. over the prizes. The old Adriana exenities. That's well, yes, I guess. And and then you know they flipped that on its head by putting just really really smart and intelligent women out there. Yeah. you know who were there. For the for the, for that side of it, yeah, I think so. It was ahead of its time. Countdown, Countdown's a fantastic show. Broke some, yeah. broke some social 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 boundaries. Absolutely, and it's made its it's made its appearance on a lot of other shows as well. Yeah. I think because it is kind of stuck in that in in the zeitgeist of especially British um, TV. It is like IT crowd does it. Yeah, you know when Do they they all countdown. Yeah, so, no, though. So Maurice Moss mm. goes on Countdown. <laughs> And he joins this secret club of nerds who yeah. like all have all won like many teapots on Countdown. Right. And it's like this exclusive club where they've got like all these beautiful women around, all these beautiful men for the other guy. And they sit yeah, there yeah, and they're yeah. like, what would you like? I'll have a glass of milk, please. And then someone asks, and then um, it goes in with Roy. Yeah. And Roy asks, I'll just have a beer. And the whole music in the club stops. Everyone looks at him like he's the devil because he's asked for something alcoholic. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's yeah. So they, they they've kind of taken that and, and used it in well, their shows go. as well. So yeah. obviously the concept is uh, so bad, it's good to yeah. the point that it's become like the dominant yes British game show. That's it. So that's my number one. The British are really good at game shows too, by the way. Like they're really really good. They do. The British do do some good game shows, don't yeah, they? Do do. So no, that's a good. Uh, that's a very good number three. 
I like that one actually because I actually have a soft spot for Countdown as well. I enjoy sitting there and watching it. It's mostly the eight out of ten cats version. Oh, yeah. Um, but sometimes if I just want a good like mental mental challenge, yes, jump yeah, me on some letters and numbers. That's all we can do. That's all we can I do. I could occupy me for for months. What's your best? I was on a desert <laughs> island. Just give me a book of Sudoku. Wow. Okay, Sudoku. Actually, no, I make that up. My, my doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's a whole other <laughs> story. There. My, my wife, I just might as well tell it. I've opened the bag. Okay. Uh, my dad just plays Sudoku all the time. Right. Like, you know, have people scroll on their phones, they do the social media or whatnot. Like, yeah. my dad, but he's just got a Sudoku app. Yeah. And I think, you know, the whole thing about 10,000 hours? Yeah. He's easily done 10,000 hours of Sudoku. Wow. I, I, I believe he'd be a world champion. Wow. He should compete. Can you do the Sudoku with no, with like just the basic starting numbers? Oh, I think he can do some pretty challenging Sudoku. <sighs> Oof. You know, he's literally, I'm talking about a 10 to 12 year time frame here. Mm. I can just see my dad just. Playing Sudoku all the time. Amazing. He loves Sudoku. Good on him. Good for the mind, too. Oh, Keeps absolutely. the mind sharp. Keeps it sharp, other than just mindlessly scrolling through That's right. Instagram Reels. Check That's out right. our Instagram Reels uh, coming soon. Liam. Go, go. Power Rangers. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. My number three is yes. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, yes. this show was fucking hilariously funny. Yeah. Especially going back and watching it as an adult. Like going back and watching what we used to watch as kids. Because it was yeah. on Netflix. They put it on Netflix, I'm pretty sure it was. Exactly. And I, th- I thought to myself, I have to. I have to just put this on. Yeah. And, oh, man, the the campiness of it. The the over-the-top, like, 90s sitcomness of it. Mm-hmm. The terrible jokes. The terrible, like, jibes that, you know, that Rita gives to the to the Power Rangers. Like, you'll never get me. And they're like, we'll get you, Rita. You'll see. Like that kind of really corny stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah really obviously spliced in with fight scenes from the Japanese version because it's, like, filmed on different film, filmed on different, like, um, cameras, filmed on different everything. Like, the quality is just completely different. Mm. And they kind of just go, right, fight scene. And they'll be in the middle of, like, downtown LA and they'll just, like, jump up from the top of the screen and they'll land and they'll be in the middle of a, just a, a field in the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. the putties. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, a literal, like, a literal wipe like lots of wipes in edits, you know, like where the shape would come across the screen yeah, to reveal the next shot. Yeah, 100%. Like, then that's the, I think that was a, a really big thing they do in a lot of those um, older Japanese shows. Like, even mm. like Monkey mm. does it, where they'll have the person start with like their back against the camera mm. and there'll be action and they'll run away from the camera and that'll be kind of the transition. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you see them run towards the camera, mm. into the camera, and back to the camera and then go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're in a different area. Yeah. And with the with the Power Rangers though, I'm pretty sure it was like the jump. So they'd like get a real close up of like their their mid midsection. They just jump up in the air yeah. and like, whoosh, and then they'd be gone, and they'd just land, and then continue fighting. You know, I've often thought, yeah, like I've looked at the Wiggles, okay, and I guess they're you know, similar to Power Rangers. Like I've often thought, like how much fun it would be to do ch- children's entertainment. Mm. You know, like and it's a huge market for it, like huge. Oh, it's massive. Like it's it's actually un, unbelievable how much money you can make from being like a um, yeah. Now I, you actually you've actually um, you've you've got me interested in something actually. Uh, have you decided to uh, rebrand the podcast to a children's podcast? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hello, kids. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Today we're going to do top three lollipops. Yay! What's your favorite lollipop, kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! 
So did you ever watch? Did you ever watch much of the Power Rangers? I did not watch the Power Rangers, but I've know of the Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, but I do. You know, they they kind of Power Rangers probably because I'm four years older than you. Three yes. years older than you. Four. Uh, yeah, three. Three. Yes. I feel like I was just coming out of childhood when the Power Rangers was was big. Like I just kind of like you know did this, like watch Samurai Pizza Cats and and all oh. those type of things and oh. kind of came, started to kind of come out the other end just as Power Rangers. Emerged. So I was sure. too cool for school. That's fair enough. Rangers. Yeah, funny crime um, all over town. <laughs> but I, I, but I, I must admit, like the, I, I kind of love the the idea of it. Yeah. Like I just love how kind of comical, and again the word kitsch, like yeah. how cheesy. Well, cheesy maybe is a better word. Like just how cheesy and how much fun it would have been to to to, to, to make as well as as well as watch. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Especially for a kid. Bright colors. Yeah. Rich imagination, yeah. like broad leaps of extraordinary feats. Yeah, and how cool is it? When you, how, it's it's amazing. It made me think I could do anything that I wanted to. That's right. Yeah, including wear lycra. And the um, when they jumped out through the um the into the the robots, and they yeah. all had their own part of the robot. Yeah, and they all came together to fight Rita's massive monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just be like, okay, come together. Oh my god, the best part. What's the best part? At least to grab their badge out and like, it's morphing time. And they just get it, and they just like put it in like form of dinosaur, <laughs> like point it to the camera, oh, yeah. and and they just be like, and they go, and who, not every episode had all of them there either. Yeah, sometimes they just be like, uh, was it Tommy and Billy? It's the only two I can remember. Kimberly. And- did you see their faces at any time? Like, did they? What do you know the faces, or they're always in the Power Rangers mask? No, no. So they're just like high school teenagers. So they were in normal. So there was times when they were in normal, yeah, normal, normal dress. And that was the kind of the transition because they'll just be like, and that's when they do the morphin time. Mm. They'd go from their normal dress and they'd and they'd change into their, you know, fighting stance lycra. Yeah, you know, and the helmets on, and so you can see. And each one was a different dinosaur. It was really cool. I love this idea. I don't want to make a, a, a kids' TV show. Did you watch the remake a few years ago of Power Rangers? Mm. I mean, there's been several. Has there? God, yeah. So the they, original- made, they made a big studio version of that. They made, they made like a big serious. Oh of like- no, I didn't though. I should no. go watch that. Yeah, I think I should watch that too. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll just add that to the list of forty thousand movies we have to watch together. Well, I've seen uh, thirty nine thousand and nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> of those movies, so I'm quite happy to. Oh um, man. All right. well, I've got one. I've got one. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, probably not. I've got more than one. I've actually got quite a big list. Like we all do. But do you know, I just I had a look just then, and because you got me thinking, like, who came first, the Wiggles or the Power Rangers? Now, we're talking Bravo. about we're talking about the American Power Rangers here, not the Japanese version, because I'm pretty sure we all know which one would be that Japanese version. Correct. I think that started in the mid '80s, mm. and they've just kind of taken that footage. But American Power Rangers or Wiggles? Who do you reckon? Wiggles. Yeah, by two years. 1991, really? 1991, the Wiggles started. Wow. And they're still going. Still cracking on. I mean, do you realise how much money those guys would have made? Yeah, ludicrous amounts. Insane amounts. Yeah. They're all living large. La Vida Loca. A few of them. The 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 Yellow Power Ranger, recently, you know, she came in for a while. Okay, okay. And she's already retired. She's got a, pro- a property portfolio. Yeah, I thought you might have said Power Ranger instead of Wiggles by mistake there. Did I? Yeah, you said the yellow Power Ranger. I meant the yellow wiggle. I know, but it's amazing. Like- <laughs> the Power Rangers are inside. Yeah, they were fight, fighting demons and monsters and robots. I don't want to be that guy, but the original yellow Power Ranger from the American version, yeah. unfortunately, has gone. No longer with us. What? Really? Yeah, she died in a car crash. Oh, I was actually wondering what happened to the original Power Rangers. But the yellow wiggle. Yes. She's sure. retired. She's got a property portfolio from all the money she's made from being a wiggle for a few years. Good on her. Absolutely. 
Let's go down. Let's go down the pathway of the sad stories from the other week, uh, the other Power Rangers. Though that sounds like more fun than talking about people's success. Is there a series of stories? Is there? So, uh, Pink Power Ranger, the original Pink Power Ranger, yeah. was recently seen on the streets busking for money in her original Power Ranger suit. Uh, the blue Power Ranger came out as homosexual and revealed that he was bullied quite severely by the red Power Ranger um, for his sexuality. Yes, and and bullied uh, quite quite severely, allegedly by the red Power. Ranger. Allegedly, yes, by the red Power Ranger. Yeah. Um, Fuck that Power Ranger! I'm glad that they never liked the Red Power Ranger. No, he's always that douchebag. Um, like his character would literally be the guy that would just bully people in school as well. Oh, it kind of was actually. Kind of was that yeah. long-haired jock guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fuck that guy. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm pretty sure they eventually changed that the um, the African American, the black character, they eventually changed that from being in the black suit because that's that was kind of like oh. <laughs> black character, black suit. That makes sense. People will be able to follow that. No problem. Yeah. The original. Um, Yellow Ranger, yeah, Asian. So there's you know growing to do in terms of uh, racial the, stereotypes. The, the, well, yeah, 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 yeah. None of that surprises me. No, it's the nineties. <laughs> well, none of that the, surprises me at the, all. The early nineties, man. Oh my oh, god, what do you do? But no, the, the the Power Rangers is just like this amazing, amazing TV show in my head, and they've lots of different versions of it since then. But the original sticks out in my mind as being a, a so bad it's good. I oh, definitely, I considered, even though I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. I almost put it on my list. Well, I actually was just like, because you know, you do a bit of research, yeah, and it came up, yeah, and I was like, I haven't seen it, but yeah, it belongs on the list, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, number two. Oh, I'm also going back to the '90s. The '90s seems to be the place where a lot of this. Oh, God, uh, yeah. happened. Uh, let's let's be real. The '90s was a perfect breeding ground trash. for, for trash. wonderful, beautiful yeah. trash. Yeah, yeah, a show. A drama, an American drama, American drama that ran from 1995 mm-hmm. to 2005. Oh, ten years. Focused on two American officers of the Judge Advocate General's Corps, played by Catherine Bell and David James Elliott. I am talking about the series Jag. Jag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, well, I, and you know what? This is all you, man, because I've never seen Jag. So you've, you've never seen Jag. I've not. So what? Why? What makes it so bad? Well, firstly, I mean, I'm sure if I was to go back and, and rewatch it, and I considered that, and I had a, a brief little Google, and I kind of gave up. I didn't really try very hard. That's the bad part of it. Then. I wanted to kind of, <laughs> I kind of wanted to see how it held up. Sure, because I think it, you know, it's probably a very typical '90s kind of. Um, probably has that. Beverly uh, Hills 90210 chic. Yes. You know that slight, like, that looks like, looks like someone's rubbed Vaseline over the lens? Yeah, I was about to say, it's like that kind yeah. of, like, foggy kind of look that's yeah. over all the... Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, exactly yeah, what you're talking everyone's about. everyone's yeah. particularly good-looking. Yep. But more importantly, though, it just struck me as, like, how many murders occurred in the Navy? <laughs> well... You know, because, like, every week, yeah. these detectives were flying around... <laughs> and ...investigating murders and crimes that yeah. occurred on, on, on within the US, the US Navy... And it spoke to, uh, not only was it a bad TV show, <laughs> which was cheesy and, like, really uh, um, um, unrealistic and, yep. like, you know, just a huge, huge kind of leap of faith to think that these, got, that these people would be that busy. Yeah. It also spoke to American imperialism. Imperialism. Yes, yes, yes. Why, yes. you know, have, have they got so many bases, so many boats all over the world? You know, because the Jack characters would just go everywhere. Yeah. When I say everywhere, they'd always be contained in the boat. They'd be like, we're in Panama. And like, this is in a boat with walls. Like, yes, okay, we're in yeah. Panama. And um, so, so not only did it represent American imperialism, imperialism and, yeah. uh, and, and the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the military institution, the, um, 
Oh, my God. A mental blank industrial war machine. The, the American industrial war machine. That's right. Are you looking for a name for that? It's got another word for it, which I can't, the, I can't quite think about at the moment. Okay. The industrial complex. The military industrial complex. Yes, the MIT. The MIT. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. Not only did it speak to the, the MIT, <laughs> it also it was just a terrible show. Yeah. But I watched it because yeah. it was one of my very first uh, crushes. Oh. Catherine Bell. Oh, not the guy. Catherine Bell. Catherine Bell. And do you know what? As soon as you said Catherine Bell, yeah. I knew exactly which show you were talking about. <laughs> I won't lie. I won't lie. No. It's the bob cut, right? The bob cut. Yeah, yeah. The brunette, the bob yeah, cut. Beautiful. You know, winning uniform. Yeah. Women in uniform. Some t- don't get these. Skyhooks, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I've been in a singing mood all day, so I'm sorry if this just happens. Yeah. It might happen a few extra times tonight. That's okay. I apologize for nothing. That's fine. No, no. I encourage you to sing. Okay. It's so bad, it's good. Ah. Uh, so, yeah. So, Jack. Kind of hurt me a little bit there, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I mean, Jag kind of reminds me of like a, a lot of the. We can probably kind of blanket a lot of '90s TV within that kind of Jag umbrella. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Could. Um, and also, there's also the Australian version of Jag, kind of called Sea Patrol. Ah, uh, yes. Now, like I've, I've, I've have. I was going to say I have military experience. That's not true. Um, you know, <laughs> and I've been with someone who was in the military yeah. and they love to watch the Sea Patrol show. So yeah. I watch Sea Patrol sometimes. Probably also in the So Bad It's Good uh, category had Lisa McCune, the Catherine Bell kind of, you know. Equivalency. Equivalency. I mean, Lisa McCune from Blue Healers. Oh. I mean, but you've got, yeah, Water Rats was another one. Water Rats, yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they've got these detective kind of uh, shows within big bureaucracies. Yes. I mean, it's probably necessary. I mean, you said before, are there actually that many murders in the American Navy? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, there's a lot of murders, but yeah. like, I've just mean of each other. Yeah, probably too. There actually probably is a lot. It's very of crime. stressful. It's there's very a stressful. lot of crime that occurs yeah. the US military. Jag is probably, in fact, if any organisation needs Jag, yes, needs a a a, a, a process of accountability. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the American military. So actually, maybe you're right. Maybe it's totally plausible that yeah. Jag was as busy as they were. I would say I'd probably say they would be. Yeah, because you've got to understand as well. Like the the Australian the Australian military, in most cases, people are applying to go do it. Mm. They're like going to a lot of the time in America, they kind of got nothing else to do. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of conscripted and they're kind of coerced, not coerced. Probably the right I think word. Coerced is the perfect choice of words. Is that right, man? They're, they're not conscripted anymore. Yeah, yeah. But you know, lower socioeconomic areas, the military. Goes in yeah. and really, like, really quite openly just Pan- tries to sweep young people up Pan- with, with, with yeah. promises of career and education and pensions and things guns. like that. You know, yeah. it, potentially with guns as yeah. well. You know, like it, it really does prey on the on the lower. You know, it's always been the, the thing about the American military. It's the thing about the Vietnam War. Yeah, is that you know the senator's sons, not the one that's uh, out there dying in the fields. Um, that's born in the USA, right? That's what is that? What that one's about? Or was that um? Oh no, that's uh, no. I'm thinking of Bruce. Hammy, Hammy, I ain't no fortunate, fortunate, fortunate sons. Fortunate credence. Mm. That's the one about the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. One. yeah. And, oh, credence Clearwater Revival. Oh, so great. They're great. So great. They're just great. Oh, yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah. Talking about war profiteers, eh? credence Clearwater Revival. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> one song, millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. believe those guys. Oh, many, many um, songs, many songs. I know, but that's but I know what you mean. So yes. yeah, Jack, and I think you're right. Nineties TV, yep, probably all of a similar vein. I would say so. Mm. Great, 
Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And my number two is actually on a very, very similar kind of trajectory as well. Right. Yeah, my number two is Jackass. <laughs> Had to be in there. Oh, I man. Love it. Like, this is like our teenage years. Well, my teenage years into yeah. my like early 20s in a nutshell. Yeah. And to be honest with you, they're still around today. Like, they've just released a new movie. Like, we've got most of the old gang back who are still like... Have they released a new movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure either they're about to or they've they've been filming it recently, yeah. Like, so Steve-O, Johnny Knoxville, Wee Man. Jesus. They're all back. Um, I'm like, they're like, we're going to do feats that cause significant pain. Yes. I'm Johnny Knoxville. I'm now 50 <laughs> years old. I'm going to stand up. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Do you know amazing, though? Because have you seen Steve-O recently? Oh, he's full. Uh, yeah, he's a very healthy man. Like, made, a lot of, made a lot of changes as Mr. Mm-hmm. Steve-O. Mm-hmm. Beautiful teeth. And it's like um like he's a massive smile. His teeth are just white as yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the bit where you got the dog out in the middle of um one of his hikes in uh, like South America somewhere, and then he's this dog just started following him. So he got the dog vaccinated her and you know brought her back, and now it's just his dog. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a nice little nice little story. I'm pretty sure like There's some know. little kid in South America like Dad, where's the where's <laughs> Steve? Where's, what a great where's guy. Billy, hey? Where's Billy? Where's Billy? <laughs> Billy's gone. Gone. But it's gone. But when when I was in, um, I think it was year 10, I mean, the first Jackass movie came out. So mm. it would have been about 2000. Mm. And I remember when you're at that age, you're still kind of being, well, not kind of, but your parents are still kind of controlling what you watch on television. Yeah. I know that Jackass was not high on my list of, um, of, of shows that my parents would like me to watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they'd be like, what are you watching? I'm like, nothing. Just, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just Jackass. Leave me alone. There's just something so fucking hilarious about watching those guys just destroy each other. For the most part. Some of them are just disgusting. Like, really, really disgusting. Yeah, it's very much of its time. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very much of that generation. Yeah, yeah. You know, which... The we're, shock we're, jock we're, generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fresh metal, the the new metal generation, mm-hmm. the jackass. Yeah. Like it's... Uh, Actually, it speaks back to what you were talking about when we talked about Woodstock, the recent Woodstock. Yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. The angsty white man. Yeah, it did. The wedgies from trees, launching themselves out of rockets... It is kind of weird when you think about that era. And we've reflected on this before when we talked about New Metal and, and, and Woodstock 99. Yeah. Like, it's kind of scary. Like, the point that the documentary Woodstock 99 made is that these people, the people that were at these gigs yeah. and ra- raised on, 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 on jackass yeah. are kind of now, like, running things and moving into positions of power. Oh, God, I didn't think and about that. And you're kind that. of like, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You know, because I, I, I also, not to be too critical of it, because I actually also really enjoy Jackass. Sure, 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 sure. There was something just really enthralling about it. It is, a, it is a massively guilty pleasure watching other people hurt themselves and yes. la- laughing. You're like, oh. Yes. <laughs> and I remember that I was watching, I had a job, yep. which I didn't particularly enjoy, and I wasn't getting paid a lot of money for. And I remember one day I was sitting there and I was scraping paint off a wooden building there was a wooden building with like the what do you, you know the little planks of wood up the side it was a cabin type thing yeah. was, you know you try to chip like paint off it dry paint but you'd end up chipping off half a big thing of wood <laughs> because it was just a wooden building it's not supposed to be <laughs> bloody chipped and I'm like this is so futile I don't get paid nothing and I literally went and watched a jackass that day yeah, yeah. Um, not, well not that day but around that time and then like the next day I was sitting there chipping things off the wood again and I was like there was a scene when Bam Majera yeah yeah like he had a, a slide up against the, like a pers- a clear perspex wall, and you had the camera on the other side of the wall. So he drove a, a Lamborghini in, got out of the Lamborghini, climbed up the thing, and then went down the wall and went bang into the wall and just smashed into it. And I was like, that was like a, a 
like a message, you know. That's like a like, yeah. that's like a the next layer is Bam saying, "I'm injuring myself for your pleasure, but check out the Lamborghini. In the back. <laughs> I'm, making, I'm making a whole bunch of money for this." And I go back and I start chipping the fingers off, and I'm like, you know what? I could probably do like a couple of months worth of torture. Yeah, millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, Consider it. Jones messed up about that. I'm That's pretty right. sure he was the guy as well in one of the Jackass skits in one of the shows or one of the movies yeah. where they got a Lamborghini and they wanted to make it more aerodynamic. Yeah. So they just um, just cut a hole in the top of it with a with a with a grinder. What do yeah, they call yeah, those? Yeah. Um, a grinder thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Angle not, grinder. Angle grinder. Yeah. I ain't no handyman. I don't know. You started talking about scraping things off things, and I was like, "What, this, what are you talking about? Mm. Never done that before in my life." Mm. Well, turn that on, not a handyman either. Very good. <laughs> After that wall was just gone. <laughs> but like in terms of like so bad it's good, like Jackass fits that mold because, you know, it is that kind of guilty pleasure of that. It's almost the instantaneous giggle that you get by watching someone yeah. hurt themselves. Yeah. And because you kind of know, in case in point with your Bambagini, yeah. you know he's making money. Yeah, he's doing he's he's doing okay. He's for doing himself. it voluntarily, and he's done it by doing what he's doing. That's right. So you know, yes, he's going to be in pain for a little bit. Yes, he's yeah. doing stupid shit. Yes, I laughed at it. Enjoy your Lamborghini. Yeah, and there was a real creativity as well too, like the pranks that they pulled. Yeah, like they they were they were there was a creativity to it. There was a they, they were comedians. Well, some, some um, it was it was Buster Keaton. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it was this kind of like running yeah. off the side of a train or, yeah. or doing this stunt work, and it just you just saw like the. Hits. I wonder, I wonder if Johnny Knoxville would love being called the Buster Keaton of his time. I think he'd love that. I think he would I love think that. That's too. what he inspired to be. <laughs> <laughs> but some of them could be as simple as, as like they put like the massive hand, like, yeah. and they just kind of release on a spring and just released yeah. it when people came past and just yeah, 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 just smacked them. Yeah, it could be as basic as that. Yeah, or they could be like those really kind of put together, convoluted, you know, set up for days kind of tri- uh, mm. stunts. And oftentimes, like the payoff was so. They do this massive thing. I'm not sure if I'm remembering this wrong. They do this massive thing, yeah. and the path would just be this really small, minute kind of Little like thing. pain at yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, do you know what the one before we move on? The one that I really remember, yeah. and the one that kind of makes me cringe the most was when I got a, a, an envelope, and they gave each other paper cuts in the webbings of their fingers. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that's not funny. That's just painful. Oh, yeah, that's just painful. <laughs> that's just painful. But it came out of the pro skating world as well. So it when did. you think about athletes that are probably hurting themselves all the time. Yeah, true. Like we will be fearful of pain, where for them, they probably got kind of used to pain, you know, because they're stacking it all the time. High threshold. High threshold. So we come to our number one, Liam. Number one. Now, I think number one, my, my number one, you know, would be seen and perceived by a lot of people, particularly those that visited it now, mm-hmm. as, yeah, this is pretty bad. Oh. But for a certain group of people that watched this show at the time it was out, yeah, they probably hold it very near and dear to their hearts, as did I. Okay. However, yep. it's bloody bad. <laughs> well, the writing's funny, but the show itself is pretty bad. It is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, so I reckon you might get a few people getting on your back. I reckon that was very popular with a lot of people. Well, it was, it was, it was definitely um, popular with a group of people, I being one of them. Well, I love this show. Are you short selling the, the, that group of people who loves Buffy? Because I know a lot of people who love Buffy. What do you mean? Uh, am I sure what? Short, short changing that group of people who love Buffy. Like, cause you, you well, I feel like our, like there was probably people, like we, our friends are probably, you know, people that went on to study film and television and yeah, interested yeah, yeah. in pop culture. Oh. Like the people that I knew that were into Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we weren't the jocks of the school. Right. And I feel like most of our friendship groups these days probably weren't the jocks of the friendship school. Sure. And that's what was so powerful about Buffy the Vampire Slayer was that it was a show about 
um, bonding yeah. over being a minority in a group, you know, being like a little marginalised group of kids, you know, that just came together yeah. um, and, and would fight the, the, the terrors of high school and the, and the struggles of life together. Yeah, right. Um, and I think a lot of so, – so that group – I think really strong. I think a lot of people were really strongly identified with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure, I am the same age as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. As a, as, in, as in the as character, the character or as so, Sarah Michelle Gellar as the character. Okay, as the character. So you know, as Buffy, every time like when Buffy was in high school, graduating high school, I was graduating high school. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I thought you meant Buffy was like was however old you are now in the show, and I was like, that's quite old for high school. <laughs> <laughs> But when you go back and you watch the show, like yeah. it, it is a bad show, but it's, but it is a very clever show too. Okay. And it's a very well-written show. And Josh Whedon, the guy that made it, has now become a very problematic figure. But I still think the show itself really does stand stand up. I was going to ask you what he's done, but I won't. Because I, I, I honestly, most of that stuff I don't care about in terms of like that, mm. like who's being, who's in the news, who's doing what. I don't watch that much news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but I think it's also like the fact that you said it doesn't matter. It doesn't change how the show kind of was. doesn't change how the show kind of, kind of comes along. No. Uh, but yeah, but you know, I was bad, trying- bad makeup, bad bad action, bad fight scenes, bad the- bad looking sets. You know, very much <laughs> that kind of old TV vibe of just like short and sharp and, and bang and theme like, song though. Bang and theme song. Yeah. But you know, great great drama, great drama at the center of it. Great characters, great yeah. characters. I think is what made the show. So good. What was the guy with the uh, the, the the pale skin and the white hair? Spike. Spike. That was another Spike. That's two Spike mentions this evening. Different Spikes. Different Spikes. Okay. He was like the brooding vampire guy. Well, he was the bad guy. Was he? Yeah. Wasn't he like the heartthrob though? No, he controversially ended up having a, a little affair, a little love affair with Buffy. Controversial? Why? Because he was the bad guy. Oh, okay. Well. And he was trying to kill her. And then he became in the love interest. Yeah. And everyone was like, what the hell? But, you know, at the end of the day, I guess he was such a good character. Yeah, yeah. They just tried to keep him into the show. So that's why they – and Buffy did – in my opinion, Buffy did kind of get worse towards the end. Spike was trying to learn from the Scar Book of Villainy. The Scar Book of Villainy? Yeah, yeah. The, the cunning guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got Scar and Jafar mixed up in my head because Scar doesn't try and go for any love interest. That was Jafar. Jafar. I got it, I got it. Does Jafar kind of come good though? Because Spike kind of comes good at the end. Oh, no, Jafar doesn't. No. no, no. Spike actually does what, you know, so Angel is a character who, who gets given his soul back. So Angel was a, Spike an, kind another of, show, right? Like a spin-off show. That Angel then became another spin-off show. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. I interrupted you, sorry. No, that's fine, that's yeah. fine. Um, and then, and then uh, whereas Spike kind of developed his soul again, you know, as a vampire, Wow. Kind of did what no other vampire had done before. Mm. Found his soul. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen Spike. I've never been seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. But you know a lot of people that love it. I do. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm one of them, but I still feel it was a pretty bad show. It's one of those um, – It's one of those. I, I, I should go and watch it because it's one of those shows that I get well, – because it's funny that you say that like there's a group of people who like it and who don't because I've been told off by lots of people for not having seen that. Like a lot of people in my little my little mm. circle of peeps, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must have left a, a bit of a mark on on a lot. I think of people. your circle would have been big Buffy fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm actually more I'm more invested in the bad sets now, the bad fight scenes. To be honest, well, I think the reason I, I call it so bad, it's good, is also because I did recommend it a couple of years ago to a colleague, and they came back at work and they were like, "Rob, <laughs> like, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." And I went back and rewatched it, and I actually still think it holds up because of the quality of the writing and the characters and sure. the, and the performance, great performance, mm. but. I can see what that, that, that was saying. It's pretty cheeseball. It's pretty cheeseball. Oh, there you go. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There we go. That's number one. 
It's one of my favourites of all time. There we go. Mm. Well, my number one. Now, this is going to be the one. The one that is heralded as actually a really good TV show. Mm. But I've put this in here for a specific reason, and that is that it was designed to be bad and cringy, and that's what kind of makes it one of the best shows of all time. I'm very curious to see what you're going to say here. It's the UK version of The Office. So I like it. I like that interpretation of said so that. It's good. That's right. Because mm. if you look at that and you look at David Brent and you look at – God, I can remember David Brent because he's obviously the, 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 the main character of the whole thing. You have, you have Dawn, you had Tim, uh, and you had – what was the – because all I can think of is Dwight now, which is the, the American version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I can't remember. But he's played by McKenzie Crook. Like he's a really yeah. weird-looking guy who thinks yeah. he's like second in charge. That whole show is just cringeworthy. Yeah, like yeah. everything from his dancing to the awkward silences to the David Brent singing songs after someone's just you know made a fool out of themselves because they've confessed their love to somebody and they're like, I'm actually still with my ex-boyfriend, with my boyfriend. Mm. And he's like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. I meant – Was it Gareth? It was Gareth. Mm. Good job. What was his uh, mate's name as well? You know how like he had a terrible best friend? Oh. Was the, ter- the terrible best friend like the other boss from the other branch? No. Who was, was a completely no. like chauvinistic pig? Uh, yeah, he was a bit of a sleaze ball and just a bit of a just a bit of a schmoozy mm. schmoozy dude. Yeah. But the 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 tie oh yeah, no, his best friend was the complete chauvinistic pig. Like his best friend was like this the completely yeah. horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible person. Like the kind of guy was like, bend over, love, get me one of those things over there. Why you down why you down there, love? That's the guy, that's yeah, the yeah. guy, that's the guy. Yeah, that's yeah. The guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He wasn't a he was a travelling salesman. He was a travelling salesman. There you go. I thought he was like one of the branch managers from the other places, but I think you're right. I think you're right. But when you think about that show, like you, it's so it's so like I remember it so fondly as being this kind of really kind of warm and lovely show yeah. in the sense that it was so delightfully awkward and bad. Like the the camera work was obviously made to be filmed like it was a high school documentary, basically. Oh, yeah, fly on the wall. Fly on the yeah, wall, yeah, kind yeah, of. 100%. Always shaking, always moving, except mm. for those little, the, the Vox Pops. Mm. Is that what they're called when you just do the, the one person on the on the screen? Mm. The interview sections. Mm. Like those ones, like really aware of the cameras, breaking that fourth wall. Like all these tropes you're not supposed to break when it comes mm. to making a, making a TV show. Well, that's what he said. So he did, he actually wanted it. And I remember very clearly mm. when I watched The Office. Yeah. And we literally just turned to it. We're literally just flicking through channels, mm-hmm. and we just landed on this show, and we're like, "This, like, well, that's like, because it looked real." Yeah, and 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 Ricky Gervais has come out and said that's what he was going for. Like they yes. wanted to film it and and treat it in a way that it that it would look real. Yeah, and if the character wasn't so absurd and the scenarios weren't <laughs> so absurd, you would actually would have believed it was real. Yeah, and when we were watching it, we'd never seen anything like it before. So we we're like, "We know it's not real, but it looks so real. Like, is it real? Like, yeah. it, we actually asked ourselves those questions because." We'd never seen this kind of satire before. Fantastic concept as yeah, well. Yeah, amazing. Amazing concept. Mm. But in, in like in having it be developed in a way that it was meant to look so like, – like, like, like a documentary yep. just gave the element of realism to it that, you know, just really like really stuck out. Like, like what you just said. Like you came into it and you were like, well, is this, is this legit? Mm. Was the episode where he was dancing? <laughs> <laughs> now – have you seen the American version? No. Now, not because I don't want to, mm. uh, just because I don't. I don't really watch that much television anymore. Like I'll, I'll, I'll kick on stuff from time to time. I think what turned me off though, watching it, and I know that there's been like forty-seven thousand seasons of it, 
But the first season, or at least the first few episodes, were like verbatim word-for-word recreations Mm. of the British one. Mm. And I think that turned me off originally because I was like, the Americans don't do that comedy very well, that Mm. that kind of cringe-worthy comedy. And it just doesn't really work when you do it, when you're taking it as a – like. it'd be interesting to hear that that kind of side of things from someone who hasn't seen the UK version. Well, I will give you a view of someone who cherished the British version and who – when the American version started to come out, yeah. I remember watching, again, a similar experience. I remember watching a few of those early episodes. And I remember thinking, oh, this is just like they're just remaking the, yeah. the, uh, the British version. And yeah. I was a bit snobby about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's, a bit, it's remaking the British version. I kind of wrote it off. Yeah. And I, there was a guy, David Polinelli. Oh, good day, David. Who, who we used to work with. Yeah. And he was going, oh, The Office, how good's The Office? And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, the Ricky Gervais. He's like, no, not the British one, the American one. And I'm like, no, nah, it's all about the British one. And he's like, no, <laughs> the American one's heaps better. You've got to give it a go. And I was like, ah, oh, it's all about the British one. Not having even seen the American one. Yeah. The American Office yeah. is one of the greatest mm-hmm. comedy TV shows of all time. Yeah. I eventually did go around and watch it. Yeah, it's terrible. It is Unbelievable, yeah. particularly once it finds its own feet. Yeah, you know, once its characters find their own feet, like it is just so good. Yeah. And Steve Carell gives what has to be one of the best comedy performances on TV yeah. in history, much like Ricky Gervais's was, you know, initially. Like yeah. this incredible comedic performance, yeah. incredible. It's such a good show. Uh, Look, I, I recommend you watching it at some stage if you get around to it. Of course, um, yeah. I know, I know it's on. It's on my list on Netflix mm. with about seventy-five other things that mm. I put on there with the intention to watch and then never do. Mm. But I, I really want to watch the American office because I've heard so many good things about mm. it, mm. especially I think once it comes out of that, trying to be the British one and turn into the American one, like you said. Which doesn't take long. Which no. It doesn't take long. And because you probably haven't, it's been so long since you've seen the British version. Yeah. I found that as well. Like when I would, what I, ca- I came to it later Yeah, and I could still recognize the bits, but I couldn't, you know, reference it to the word for word. So like I was just watching as it was presented. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I was like, oh, it's actually really funny. And the other crazy thing as well is that the British one is only 13 episodes. Mm. It's two seasons, mm. six episodes per yeah. season and a Christmas yeah. special. Oh, two Christmas specials. And that's kind of what I like about the British, like the British kind of comedy. Like a lot of them can do that. Just one season, two seasons done. Faulty Towers was famously one season. That was it. Mm. One of the most famous shows of all time. But it was like eight episodes long or 13 episodes. Mr. Bean was 13 mm. episodes or something mm. like that. Like it was nothing. Mm. And all these really famous shows that have been, you know, spun off and, and, and heralded. The Americans can't do that. Americans need like 25 episode seasons and they keep going and going. Mm-hmm. And that's probably more my put off mm. I must, I've, than the actual show itself. Like when it, it's, yeah, the sheer quantity of it. It's intimidating, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of episodes. Yeah. There's a lot of episodes. What, but yeah, to be honest, mm. that could be your... You can just put that on. You've got years. I do. Hopefully, You've got years of the office that you could yeah. just every now and then you could just roll out a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, every chuck now it on. Every now and then. Well, but that's that's my number one. The UK Office uh, is my number one. So bad it's good TV show, and for not the ways you were probably expecting. Well, yeah, it's definitely cringy. Yep, definitely <laughs> cringy show. Yeah. Look, we kind of touched on a few honourable mentions. Mm-hmm. As we went through. We did. You know, Survivor was one that I've always had a guilty pleasure about, but now I do think it's one of the greatest shows ever of all time. That's right. I agree. And I can only agree with you on that, on that, because I've watched pretty much every season as of you. And now, you know, yeah. uh, a few years ago, you would, you would get a bit of resistance to that idea. 
But now that there's been a very successful Australian version, people yeah. are like, oh, yeah, love Survivor. I love yeah. Survivor. You know, people are now giving the American version a lot more credit. Australian Survivor, speaking about intimidating numbers of episodes, my goodness me. Well, I, I'm a huge Survivor fanatic and I don't watch the Australian one because it's like four hours a week. Too I much. I can't. It's too much. Too much. Too much. But, you know, it's very uh, addictive. People yeah. love it. So it's great. True. Uh, Diagnosis Murder. Okay. That's, um, I don't know, I was thinking Murder She Wrote. That's fine. But all, all the same. All, all the murder shows. All murder shows of that of that era. You know? <laughs> all murder shows of that era. That was Dick Van Dyke. Okay. Diagnosis Murder. Okay. Where he's a GP that sells murders. Murder She Wrote, she's an author that sells murders. There we go. The greatest of them all, though, was the actual person whose job it was to solve murders, Columbo. Okay. Who was a, a, a great character, and I wouldn't, I'm not saying that's so bad, it's good, it's just good. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but anyway, but I just had to <laughs> shout it out. Slap that in there. I just had to shout that one out. Uh, actually, I was going to raise Jackass as well. Yep. Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place. A couple of 90s classics when it comes yep, to that kind absolutely. of drama sitcom. Soapy, um, is it soapy? Probably more drama, isn't it? Very soap, but it was like it was like uh, it was like prestige soap. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were like, you know, we're going to take soap, and we're just going to like produce the hell out kind of it. Kind of like the OC was in the in the yeah. mid two thousands, yeah. late two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Well, in, in my little honourables, I had um, very similar to the Office UK. I actually put South Park in there in the so bad it's good category because it is just a lot of the, the topics they cover, like they they go for the jugular, you know. They try to outrage. They try to outrage. They try to provoke. Love it. In, and the animation's quite bad. Well, that's true. Mm. Yeah, especially if you go back and watch the first ones. Mm. And I've like they've kept that aesthetic through in because you can't change that, can you? They're provocateurs. They are. They are. Um, speaking of provocateurs, I had Jerry Springer in here as well. Definitely um, a provocateur. Um, have you seen Impractical Jokers? No. Okay. That's that was another one I had on there. It's basically a bunch of guys who played pranks on each other. It's quite fun. Yeah, well, some of those prank shows that used to candid camera. Candid camera. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those funniest time videos? Yeah. We've got laughs from coast to coast that make you smile. <laughs> I had um, the original Adam West Batman TV show. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Crack Pal yeah. and Man vs. Food. Another one that I had. Have you watched Man vs. Food? Uh, have you told me about Man vs. Food? Oh. Just a guy who just goes around eating the most ridiculous shit. Yeah. And look, I'm going to mention this last one. It's a bit, it's a bit kind of um, obscure, but that was kind of where we started this. Let's yeah. wrap it up with the obscurity. Let me guess, it's from Japan. It is not. Oh, I know, right? What the fuck? Yeah. It's a show called Scavengers. Now, this is a, another British TV show. Yeah. That existed in the '90s for probably about five episodes, and I remember seeing it on Channel Seven after Gladiators was on. Oh God, add that to the list. Gladiators, definitely. <laughs> but basically it was this, this this game show where these people had to go through this obstacle course and collect stuff, but it was all set on a spaceship. Yeah. And like they, they had to kind of get the the, the, the the pilot would drop them off the back of the ship. Yeah. They'd have to claw their way through like all these obstacles and there was just like water obstacles and like climbing obstacles and all sorts. They had to collect like alien eggs and then make it back to the cockpit before time ran out. And if time yeah. ran out, they would just leave them on the ship. And it was the most ridiculous TV show that I've ever seen. And I try and go back and find YouTube clips of it. It's that obscure and yeah, they're yeah, out of yeah, there. Yeah. But I love it that much that I try and go back and find it still now. I, th- I don't know scavengers. No, no, no one does. <laughs> no one does. I reckon the only person who I'd say that would be my brother. Who would be oh, like, yeah. he'd be like, oh, like, oh yeah, scavengers. scavengers. But yeah, that's it. That's our, our, is there any more honorables before we wrap it up? No, I think that's pretty much all. I mean, I think so, there's a lot of bad television. Yep. I think we've touched on something which is sad, a bit of sadness that, that we don't have the... Gone are the days of, you know, sometimes like, there's just too much choice. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I sit on, the, you know, I'm trying to watch, like, I just want to tune out. Sure. And you open up Netflix and you've got to, you're most vulnerable. You've got to make a decision. Mm. 
you got to make an important decision because I don't want to pick the right one because yeah. I've got like I've only got like one night free and I just want to like I'm just this is my one chilled night. Oh, I just want to relax. Oh, I've got to make it got to be good. Mm. I want to and, and I just I just kind of want to come home and you know just put on a just like just turn on the TV and and and, and stepmums on you know <laughs> and like I just kind of like get into it and then the ads are on. I go off and make a cup of tea. I come uh, back and I'm just oh yeah just stumbled onto this movie. You know well, like I kind of miss the days of pay per view TV sometimes. Gotcha. I know that if Pepperby TV ever came back, I'd hate it. Yeah, percent <laughs> because of what we're used to now. Uh-huh. But I kind of miss the fact that it was like taken out of our control and it was curated. Mm-hmm. You know, and people just give us just entertainment. Just, just give us entertainment. Yep, that's yep. A, and that's a perfect final thought. There we go. Give us entertainment, everybody. Until next week. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>